Welcome to The Laundry Hour, a podcast encouraging stay-at-home moms to fulfill their God-given and extraordinary purpose in their seemingly ordinary lives. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Laundry Hour. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Um, My name is Jamie Williams, like I said earlier, if you are new to The Laundry Hour, I'm so happy that you are here. Um, And again, if you have been with me a long time, I'm very grateful, Um, truly am. Um, Today, we are going to talk more about loving your children. Um, The last two weeks, we've talked about the importance of teaching our children the fear of the Lord, as well as the importance of teaching them who God is and what he has done. Um, I think those are obviously foundational things. But understanding that that is the best way that we can love our children, the best way that we can pass down our faith, um, the best way that we can hopefully create and be a part of God, well, not create, but be a part of God saving our children, making godly children that, you know, have life eternal, um, because that matters so much more than anything else we could ever possibly do for them. But today I want to talk about love languages when it comes to our children. Um, I think love languages are really helpful um, to just understanding people, understanding how to love people, um, and understanding um, how to best cater to a person specifically. So obviously, um, we've talked about love languages when it comes to marriage. We've also talked about love languages when it just comes to loving people in general, because every person is different. The same is true for our children. Each one of our children is different. So I have two little, we have two little girls currently, and our oldest girl is Noah Brin. She is two and a half, and she is definitely a quality time person, like she wants like play with me or read with me or look what I'm doing or I don't know there are definitely moments where she will play by herself um but like I just like her phrases I just want to love you I just want to be with you like are, are things that she will say um, and if she doesn't see somebody for a long time or if somebody leaves her, like walking into another room even, she's just like, no, don't leave me. Where are you going? Right? Um, could just be like, oh, she's just a little girl talking. Hmm. If you tune your eyes a little bit, you'll notice that is a love thing for her. For example, Micah, who is about one and a half, is definitely physical touch hands down like she will give you hugs she wants to sit on your lap she just wants to be physically near you and if there are moments where she hasn't had physical touch in a while she'll just come up and just love you for like 20 minutes and just kiss you over and over again or like (laughs) I don't know explore like your belly button or your armpits or whatever she just wants to touch and talk to you and be close to you and it seems like once she's got her feel of physical touch, she's good. She'll leave. She'll go play. She'll go do whatever she wants. <laughs> but then when she wants it again, she will come back. 
Um, and not to say that Noah Brent does not like physical touch and not to say that Micah doesn't like quality time, but it is very obvious. And I think it's helpful that there are two of them because I can compare and contrast. Um, it's obvious that they're, they love differently. Um, something really cool that I have learned about the, my children's love languages is that it affects their behavior as well as I can learn how to discipline them better because of it. So behavior. Typically when Noah Brynn doesn't get quality time, she acts out. She is more emotional. She doesn't listen as well. Um, she is desiring of attention, like so much more, not to say like, okay, Everybody desires attention, like, honestly, who doesn't? And that is just a normal part of being a human being. But the, the, the height of it is not just like, oh, look at me, play with me. It's like, mommy, please look at me. Like, please, please. you know, like it is definitely heightened in that moment. And so if she, like, for example, we just moved into a new house and we did a lot of packing and a lot of cleaning and so that whole weekend, she did not have much quality time. We had to do a lot of talking and a lot of soothing because there were lots of tears because all she wanted was to spend time with her parents and she didn't get what she wanted, you know? So that affects her behavior. But then it also affects how we discipline. For example, for a child that loves quality time, not having quality time is the worst thing we could do to her. Like, that is crushing to her soul, you know? And so, do I want to crush her soul when I discipline her? Or do I want to correct her behavior when I discipline her? I want to correct her behavior. I don't want to crush her. So, and and there's there's a there's a level of this, like... We have realized with her, timeouts work so much better <laughs> because like that really hurts her. Now, there are moments where a timeout goes into that crushing of a soul place. Um, but we've also noticed that as a quality time person who wants to spend time with us, um, letting her know that we're disappointed in her and she can't spend time with us in that moment that hurts her, you know, and hopefully, like, if we don't cross that line of crushing, hopefully that good line of, obviously, discomfort, I don't want this to happen again, because I want to spend time with my parents, I don't want to be in a timeout chair, I don't want them to be disappointed in me, because I want to continue having, you know, quality time with them, then that will, that act of timeout, or that act of um, popping or spanking will say, okay, I need to correct my behavior because I want to spend time with my parents, for example. Now, going to Micah, we're still trying to figure out her best discipline because popping doesn't really work in the sense of correcting her behavior. It makes her cry because she is, now granted, popping makes most people cry, but <laughs> I think it makes her really cry other than the fact that it hurts, but because she is physical touch. 
So touches of love are like filling to her. Touchings, touches that are not of love, quote unquote, because we know that discipline, we know that godly discipline is from love. But in her mind, that is not a touch of love. That hurts me. This is awful. This is the worst thing that could happen to me as a physical touch person, right? You have now touched me and it is not loving. And this thing that is supposed to bring me much joy has now brought me much pain. But then, same with, but also with her, sitting her in a timeout chair doesn't really bother her either because she'll just sit there, kick her little legs, look around. Like, and so um, we have noticed with her, rather than giving her a pop, sitting her down where she can see us, but she cannot come to us for a touch of comfort hurts her too. And again, don't want to cross that place where we're crushing her soul, but we want to get to a place where you're like, I do not like this, so I need to change my behavior so this doesn't happen again. Um, and so we sat her down in right, like right on the floor, right next to us. Everybody's playing and being together, and she's just like, Mama, Grandmama. And it's the most it's a pitiful thing because she just wants somebody, somebody hug me, somebody pick me up, somebody quote, love me. I need it. Um, it was really hard <laughs> to watch, but our hope is that you don't want to sit there, so this will, you know, correct your behavior, anyways. Needless to say, <laughs> love languages can lead you to understanding what's changing in their behavior. And how to affect or how to apply the appropriate discipline. Because again, every child is different. How they think, how they learn, their gifts, their purposes, everybody's different. You know how people say like, oh, all of my kids were raised in the same house and they turned out different. Like, how do y'all turn out so different? You know what I mean? I think what's more important is to think about the fact that all of our children can't be parented the same. So maybe we will get similar results in all of our children if we parent each child according to their needs. So I think about traditional schooling. And we give everybody the same curriculum. We give everybody the same time. We give everybody the same amount of attention. Um, and some people thrive in that um, environment and some people don't. And we typically don't have time <laughs> like or don't have the resources to adjust in a typical school schedule for those children that are not succeeding in that pattern and let's just be honest just because I'm passing and getting A's doesn't mean I'm succeeding because like when I think about me in school like I've taken I took Spanish since kindergarten kindergarten to senior of high school like I should know Spanish like I should be so fluent I could go live somewhere and be perfectly fine I cannot because honestly what I just did was pass my classes I didn't learn Spanish and so just because a child is quote, passing in school doesn't mean they're actually learning, you know, actually growing. They just figured out how to pass 
you know? Um, so in a traditional school setting, we don't have the time, we don't have the resources, the ability, the desire, whatever you want to call it, to change up what we're doing so that everybody is truly learning and growing. And so obviously that's why I'm more excited about homeschool because I can be more individualized. I can take the time to say, okay, this child is a kinetic learner. So we need to do, we need to do more activities, more moving. Okay. But this child is a visual learner. So I need to be writing things down so that they can see what I'm doing or this child needs to hear it. So even the math is a, is a story, you know? And so all of those different tactics and techniques applied to all of my different children can give me the same end result. They all know and understand math and succeed at it. You know what I'm saying? So one size does not fit all. <laughs> and I think we know that just based off our own lives. And and you know that the definition of an insanity is um, expecting different results yet doing the exact same thing we're going to get the same type of children unless we do something different and we say my child is different Lord how do I parent them you know like okay if the goal is to teach all of our children for example the fear of the Lord who God is and what he's done I'm not going to teach all of them those concepts in the same way. Like some people are really going to be interested in watching me. If if I, okay, like for example, like I hear you saying it, mom, but I want to see you live it. And your, your, your physical example is what's going to really transform my heart, for example. And then another child is like, I just need you to tell me because God's word is just so powerful and thick. Like I need to hear scripture over and over again, you know? And then another child is like, no, I just need to practice it. Like I need to experience what it's like to be in God's presence or share the gospel with someone or, you know, be discipled. Like, you know, certain people just enjoy the concepts and all they need is the concept some people need the application you know and some people need I don't know blah 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 but people need different things is what I'm saying and um, all of those things working together as well as you know the opportunity that we have with the Holy Spirit to partner with him and say this is your child you've entrusted to me you know exactly who they are what their purposes are their personality their all that stuff So relying on you to give me that information, as well as me having my eyes open to look and see who is my child, those things together can help me, you know, truly steward, love, lead, and train my child the best way that I can with the help of the Holy Spirit. Can I pray over you and your your little ones? Father, we just thank you so much for who you are and how you have not, again, left us as orphans. You've given us your word, you've given us prayer, you've given us your body, and you've given us your Holy Spirit as we trust and dive in to figuring out who our little people are, who you've entrusted to us, 
and how we can cater, adapt to their needs, their love languages, their personalities, their gifts and purposes so that we can train up your children the best way possible. We need your help to do it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but we thank you for giving us the the wisdom and just the the insight into truth that everybody's different and one size does not fit all here. Our outcome, we want our outcome to be the same, but the ways that we do that will be different with each child. And no, you didn't give us a manual, <laughs> but you did give us your, your scripture. You did give us your spirit, and that truly is all that we need. Thank you so much for, for you, for our kids, for our husbands, for each other. Um, thank you also for podcasts and this platform and the ability to share, the ability to hear, and the ability for all of us to be encouraged to do and to walk in the, the roles and the, the purposes that you have for us. So we are grateful. We thank you. We need you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe. If you loved it, please share. If you got to have it, please write a review. I truly would love to hear what you have to say. And if you don't want to write a review, just give me a few stars. That'd be great, too. Um, so other people can listen to this podcast. Um, it's, I think we're going on two years or so. And um, that's really exciting to me. And I would love for it to grow, whether that means in number or just the depth of our transformation and love for Jesus. Um, yeah, and if you want more, tune in next week. It'll be our last week talking about loving our children. And I'm excited to hear what God is going to to share with us. But until then, I will leave you with 1 Peter 1, 2, uh, or 2 Peter. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ rest on you and your families. I love you.